Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Last night did nothing but really convince me of the obvious. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. It's going to be a nice series for you, but it's not going to end the way you want it to, Cowboy. Well, here's the thing. You picked against the Lakers in the first two rounds of the playoffs. I guess you have to stay consistent. Eventually, with fingers crossed, you're hoping that you're going to be right. Eight ball says doubtful. Yeah, I don't know about what I saw last night from Nikola Jokic. It is Canty and Carlin, as we said. We are on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. In for Greeny today, also on Sirius XM Channel 80. Let's roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. Jokic with one will rise. Contested triple. Goes home at the end of the third. A rainbow finding the pot of gold. The Denver Nuggets take the opener of the Western Conference Finals. 132-126 the final. Jokic was absolutely ridiculous last night. And I understand that the Lakers can feel... Life is a series of... Kinds of confidence if they would like to. But, Chris... Coming back in the second half, I don't think means a whole lot. I think it means that the Lakers are going to make this a series. I wouldn't be shocked if this is six or seven games. But to me, we are looking at not just the best player in the league in Jokic. We're also looking at one of the best compliments to the best player in the league in Jamal Murray. Uh, The Lakers uh, got everything they needed to get from Anthony Davis, and they were climbing their way back into this game. And uh, as you and I were talking about uh, just a few minutes ago off the air, he had 40-10, and 10, but that wasn't a 40-10 and 10 that really stood out. No, I mean, it felt like Jokic was beating him to sleep early in that game. He was three assists shy at halftime of a triple-double, and you're talking about a guy that had, well, four assists, excuse me. He had 19 I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Jokic was downright dominant, and you could see that Throughout every single offensive possession, he was touching the ball. Is that you fat hand in the screen? No, I'm not there? doing anything. It's going off by itself. I'm, say, I'm trying to I'm make trying a, to stop I'm trying it. to make a point right now about Nikola Jokic. I mean, well, listen, listen I, he's it, in the conversation for the best player in the league. And based on that dominant performance we saw in game one, to me, it just legitimizes his back-to-back MVP seasons from a couple of years ago. So I, I, I can't say enough good things about Nikola Jokic, but as a Lakers fan, I'm cautiously optimistic. Last night, especially in the first half, felt like a feel-out game. It seemed like the Lakers were adjusting to playing at altitude because they weren't getting back, even though transition defense has been sketchy all year long. They just didn't feel like they had enough gas in their tank. But listening to former NBA players talk about playing in Denver, it takes a little bit longer to catch a wet second win, and it seemed like that's what we saw from the Lakers in the second half. Keep this in mind. In the first half, the Nuggets outscored the Lakers 72-54. to In the second half, the Lakers outscored the Nuggets 72-60. to So the question now becomes, which half of basketball we saw last night is going to be more indicative of what we're going to see throughout the series? To me, I would lean toward what we saw in the second half over what we saw in the first half. Yeah, listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're going to blow them out, but I think they probably did ease up on the gas just a little bit. Okay. I, I think 
I, I'm watching a player in Jokic who, yeah, they did a great job in defending him differently in the second half with Hachimura. Do yeah. I expect that to continue? Do I expect Nikola Jokic to not figure out how to beat Rui Hachimura? Well, it's not about Jokic beating Rui Hachimura. And here's the thing. If Jokic wants to go out there and try to score 40, more power to him. I, I think Jokic is dangerous when he has the ability to get everybody else involved. When Jamal Murray and others get the ball I actually in their spots. Late, I actually thought late he was trying to do that a little too much. Well, well, well here's the thing. I'd prefer – well, think about how that worked out for the Denver Nuggets. I yeah. mean, that the, the Lakers were in control in that second half. So much so that the game ultimately came down to – a three-point shot in the final two minutes by LeBron James. He just so misses it. But you're talking about a shot that would have tied the game. For as great as Jokic played, uh-huh. a 30-point, 20-rebound, triple-double, for as great as he played, you're talking about it coming down to one or two possessions at the end. That should be alarming if you're a Denver Nuggets fan. If you're in that Nuggets locker room, you should be a little bit concerned. Jokic can't play no better than he did last night. He can't. There's no problem. There there is plenty of room for improvement for the Lakers, especially on the defensive end. Well, there better be because they they don't have a way to stop him. Let's be clear about that. They don't. You're not going to stop him. It's not about stopping Jokic. It's never about stopping the star player. It's about stopping the others. Right. To me, that's the biggest issue. When I say you're not going to be able to stop him, I also think – the way he passes the ball and puts everybody else in these situations to be successful, that's part of trying to stop him, too. It's not just scoring. But here's the thing. I'm, I'm not as concerned about everybody else getting the ball if I have Anthony Davis as a player that can be a rim protector and patrol the interior of the paint. Like, so many times we're seeing Jokic getting double and triple teamed and him hitting – players on backdoor cuts. He had a beautiful pass when he was getting triple teamed uh, on the low block to Contavious Caldwell Pope in the first half. It was an unbelievable play. And you're like, how did this guy guy see that? But all of the Lakers players, all five guys had vision on Jokic. They lost track of the other guys from the Denver Nuggets. If Anthony Davis is freed up to be that free safety patrolling the middle of the paint and protecting the rim, then all of a sudden, even if Jokic hits guys in stride uh, with great passes – they're, don't, they're not going to have the ability to finish at the rim with easy looks because Anthony Davis is right there to affect the shot. So that's my point when it comes to Rui Hachimura being able to hold up against Jokic and being a willing defender. If you can free up Anthony Davis to, to roam in the middle of that paint, that changes the complexion of the Lakers' defense and, dare I say, changes the complexion of the series. You're not at all concerned about the, def- about the rebounding difference. No, game. I'm concerned about the rebounding, but again, I, I think a big part of that has to do with Jokic handling the ball at the free throw line or at the top of the key and pulling Anthony Davis away from the rim. Mm-hmm. So when you have those misses, then you're going to get other guys with opportunities for second chance points, which is where the Nuggets killed the Lakers last night. You're going to get those opportunities because you don't have that big body in the middle of your defense being able to finish the possession with a rebound. Hey, here's AD after the game and – just feeling pretty good that there is stuff to build off of. You know, it was definitely one of them nights, but, uh, you know, we, we encouraged about second half of the game and things we can get better at and make some adjustments once again, too. You can take encouragement out of the second half of the game. I expect this to be a good series. The Lakers are an excellent team. They're not going to get their doors blown off. That's not going to happen. I, I would also look at this and, and realize that the Nuggets seem to have figured out uh, themselves and who they are and what they're going to be in terms of trying to get this to the next level. And this is not the Nuggets team, even though you had Jamal Murray 
playing at this level in the bubble. This is not that same Nuggets team of a few years ago. I think they're better. I think that they have proved something in the first couple of games or first couple of series of the postseason. And I think when you have answers in one spot to try to stop them, I think they have enough other good players that can really make a difference. I think their depth is fantastic. And this may be a seven-game series. I'm not going to sit here and be naive to that. Mm -hmm. I just don't see a way that the Lakers are going to end up beating them four times. I don't see it. Because there's just too much there. Well, I mean, offensively, everything went right for the Denver Nuggets. Everything went right. Now, credit to them. They pushed the pace. But you make it sound like they played this perfect game and the Lakers still had them. I mean, the the Nuggets did not. Play they a shot fifty four percent from the field and forty seven percent from three. They had fifteen three point makes. Right, and they, they have to they be better out rebounded the, the Lakers. End. They out rebounded the Lakers. More points in the paint. More second chance points. More fast break points. I, I mean, the, it, it can't be any better than that. They they had. I mean, I'm talking about the defensive end too. They have to be better. Listen, I get where you're coming from, but if you're the Lakers right now. What has you the most encouraged about it all? If you're picking one thing, okay, we're good here. We're going to Well, the Rui Hachimura revelation in the second half was big because let's remember, Darvin Ham started this game with three guards. It was D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup, and Austin Reeves. That tells me he felt like that was the best way to be competitive in this series against the Nuggets. Now, as he got into the flow of the game, he realized, I got to do something different. I'm going to go bigger in the fourth quarter, which is where you saw Hachimura, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis all in the lineup at the same time. To me, that is the lineup that makes the Lakers the most formidable. What it's going to come down to, though, is can you play Rui heavy minutes and not lose punch on the offensive end? Can Rui be a shot maker for the Lakers? We saw him do it in the Memphis Grizzlies series where he went ballistic, knocking out a lot of three-point shots. Made a couple of shots last night. Um, There was one three-pointer as the shot clock wound down. That was a pretty big shot. So if he can continue to do that, then you can afford to play that guy 25-plus minutes against Jokic defensively, and that allows Anthony Davis to be the best version of himself. So I think that's the part that leaves me to be encouraged. The thing that would have me concerned is KCP and Bruce, Brown, Bruce Bowen, uh, go, I mean Bruce Brown, excuse mm-hmm. me, going off the way they did. I mean, the two of those guys combined for 37 points. You got to yeah. shut the faucet off on them dudes. That, that can't happen. That, that cannot happen. Like, having those guys impact the game in the way that they did, you can't afford that if you're the Lakers. But, again, I think Anthony Davis solves a lot of those problems if he's free to be a rim protector rather than shadowing Jokic all over the court. What would have me be encouraged from that standpoint is that they can stay with them to a point offensively, but they have to be much, much better defensively because the Nuggets, as much as the Nuggets shot 55%, the Lakers shot 55% too. And do I expect that to continue at that level? I don't. I do think that the Nuggets will be a little bit better defensively. I don't expect them to grind it out by any stretch. That's not who they are. But no, exactly. But I, I do expect them to play better defense than they did last night. I don't know if that's a fair expectation. They don't really have a shot blocker. I mean, I get that Jokic blocked Anthony Davis' shot one time on a reverse he's layup. He's not an amazing defender. But, but no, he's not a great defender. They don't have that interior presence on defense, but – hasn't seemed to matter for them because they keep opponents on their heels all the time trying to figure out how to defend the Nuggets um, with their offensive attack and Jokic being the head of the snake. To me, having that adjustment, allowing Anthony Davis 
to be a rim protector is critical in terms of limiting the production offensively of all of the other guys not named Jokic and Murray. To me, that's what this series is going to come down to. And again, if Rui Hachimura can be a shot maker, that means you can play him significant minutes on Jokic, freeing up AD. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 as well. What if quarterback completed four out of five passes well? You can play at that level with ZipRecruiter because four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Canty had a little slip moments ago. Why? Bruce Bowen is going to join us. He knows a thing or two about championships. He knows a thing or two about defense. And he knows a thing or two about San Antonio, which is where the best prospect in perhaps 20 years since LeBron James appears to be headed. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny, also on Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. This has a chance to be one of the most consequential nights uh, in the history of the NBA. The number one pick in the 2023 NBA draft goes to the San Antonio Spurs. You got to hear and listen to James Brown. You got to feel it. Oh, I I think you feel it. It's like white man can't jump. I think I hear it and and you listen to it. I'd like to think so. Okay. I like you can so. listen to it, but you actually hear it too. It's James Brown. You feel? It. I'm just. I just want to make sure you feel it. 
Uh, yeah. I just want to make you feel it, big fella. You got to feel it. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV, and could save you money. Visit Progressive.com. Cantia Garland in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We welcome in former Spurs NBA champion Bruce Bowen, who joins us right now to talk all about where Victor Webanyama is headed and also about the NBA Western Conference Finals Game 1 that we saw last night. Bruce, we appreciate a few minutes. Uh, let's start there. Have you ever seen a player like Nikola Jokic? No, I haven't. The, the beauty aspect of what Jokic is able to accomplish on the floor is his, his ability to get others involved and how he does it. He's not the most fastest guy, but he, he, he definitely serves a purpose when he's out there on the floor. I believe that the only others that come to my mind when it comes to making others better as well as being a threat is Tim Duncan, Hakeem Olajuwon, and you think of the size-wise, you know, 6'10 is 7 feet. You look at what Magic and Larry Bird could do as far as having that type of impact. So I'm, I'm, I enjoy seeing what Jokic does. But I just think that he is so fundamentally sound that that's what allows him to really have a, a edge on a lot of the more athletic guys that he plays against. Yeah, Bruce, we saw Jokic hit that three at the end of the third right over Anthony Davis, and all AD could do was shake his head. But it felt like Darvin Ham discovered an adjustment, a little wrinkle in the fourth quarter where he played Rui Hachimura on Joker and allowed AD to be free safety, so to speak, to be that rim protector in the middle of that defense. Do you think that that formula is something that's sustainable for the Lakers as we continue to move through this series? It'll be sustainable until Denver makes an adjustment to that. See, and that's where these adjustments in, the, in this time of year are, are so predicated on what the opponent does. Sometimes an opponent needs a day or a game or two to necessarily figure out something better. I think with, when it comes to Anthony Davis's ability to man the middle in the defense, you allow him to roam, he's better served that direction. Now, if you put him one-on-one against a talented individual like Jokic, now you have to deal with the opportunities of Jokic finding others because when they had them on the block, they spread them out so much and you saw the slashing cuts of what people were doing. Now you talk about the other addition as far as which allows Anthony Davis to do what he does. Rudy is able to get into him. He's a little more physical. And I just think of Rudy from the standpoint of when I first saw him, he was a sophomore in college. And I just couldn't believe his motor and how aggressive he was. It didn't matter who was on the floor. He just had this this drive about him, and it seems to have transpired at the NBA level as well. Bruce Bowen, of course, former NBA player, Spurs NBA champion. Follow him on Twitter at Bowen12. He's with Chris Carlin, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny. How would you, as one of the real great defenders that we've seen, especially in the postseason, how would you approach trying to at least slow him down a little bit? I think with him, you want to use your most most athletic guy, but don't overcommit. See, Jokic is so good that when you overcommit, what I mean by that is if he's dribbling left and you get all the way over to the left-hand side and he spins, he's able to counter your deficiencies. 
So if you overcommit, he's going to make you pay for that. If you back up off of him, he's going to take advantage of that. But more importantly, you never see Jokic take ill-advised shots. Everything he does, he's on balance, he's patient, and he's efficient with what he does, especially when it comes to his footwork. So for those that are watching, the young players that are watching, look at his footwork. Sometimes he might go through a, a shot fake two times before he reverse pivots. Those are little things, and as far as him being a student of the game, he understands who he's dealing with and who likes certain things. So if there's a guy that likes to block shots, I can guarantee you he's going to show him pump fakes, and he's also going to show him up and unders. Because when you show the pump fake, now the guy is bouncy. Or he makes an adjustment. Now you go with an up and under where he comes clearly across his body and goes ahead and finishes shot. Bruce, shifting our attention to the NBA draft lottery. San Antonio was the winner of the Webinyama sweepstakes last night. It's an organization that you know well. You spent a lot of time there. What makes the Spurs a great landing spot for a generational talent like Webby? I think any time, you know, it's kind of like a, it's about the culture. You hear a lot of stuff about the Miami Heat culture and how they do things. Well, it's about the culture and what the culture has accomplished. This culture has accomplished something with two key components being number one picks. And I'm talking about David Robinson and Tim Duncan. To see the transformation from early 80s with David and then the 90s with Tim, the San Antonio Spurs were able to do things in a way according to continue the process of development in players and winning championships because ultimately that's the goal. And when you get generational talent, once-in-a-lifetime generational talent, that's the goal there. You have to be able to figure out a way of putting certain pieces around that individual to make sure you can continue on with the process of winning championships. Bruce Bowen with us, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny. What do people not understand about Greg Popovich that will really lend itself to developing Webinyama the right way? Well, I think the patience and, and keeping it in a simplistic form. Pop is not going to try and go and reinvent the wheel. He's going to play to his strengths and what he likes to do. And, and, and this is where I think the, the foundation of R.C. Buford and R.C. being able to select other guys, this is what has allowed them to be able to have the success that they have is that the scouts, they don't just go and watch him for a game or two. They're watching him in different types of games. They're watching him in hostile environments, seeing how he reacts to the fans or reacts to physical play. They're also scouting to see which side of the floor he likes to operate on or when a team needed a basket, what plays were run for him to put him in a position where he can make the best play for his team. Now, the best play for his team, it might start out as an, as an isolation but at the same time, he's getting to a spot where he see he has an open shooter and he gets the ball to the shooter. Those are the things that I think are so underrated about what the Spurs have been able to do when it comes to scouting the game, when it comes to learning what they can about a player and his strengths and weaknesses so that now when they make the decision, if that's the player they're going after, they can go ahead and utilize all the facts that they have on it or information that they have on the player 
and now try to implement into a system that will benefit that player as well as the players around him as well as the organization. Bruce, last night talking with our very own Brian Windhorst, Victor Webinyama made it very clear that he's setting the bar high in his rookie season with the NBA, wants to be in the playoffs next year. Just from your perspective, how quickly do you think this Spurs turnaround could happen with Victor in the fold now with that organization? <laughs> seven foot six, seven foot four. I think it can happen real quick. Really? You know, okay. What he? I, I do. I, I because of his. I mean, what he brings to the fo- eight foot wingspan. That's incredible. Now you know the Spurs understand that. Yeah, offense wins games, but defense wins championships. They're about championships. This is a young, eager kid that's ready to get started to his NBA path. So he's all in. Now it's a matter of you have to – you want to keep that, 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 that prospect of his, his thought process high, but at the same time teaching him along the way. Now, it doesn't mean that you get to the championship game, but you want your number one pick to have those types of thoughts. You want your number one pick saying, hey – I want to be a champion. I want those rings. You don't want your number one pick saying things like, well, you know, I really think my brand is about this or my brand is about that. That brand, Bilarkey, will take care of itself when it's time. You want someone who's vested in the process of winning games. Awesome stuff, Bruce. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Bruce Bowen, former NBA player, eight-time all-defensive team, and a three-time champion with the San Antonio Spurs. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Now... If when I asked about Greg Popovich, you felt a shift in the force, if you will, or if you heard an audible groan from somewhere in the middle of Connecticut, it came from Bubba, (laughs) who for some ungodly reason just cannot stand, cannot stand Greg Popovich and feels like he is one of the most overrated coaches to ever be in professional sports? Am I overstating your position? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's about right. (laughs) Could you lay out any sort of reason for your hatred at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear. What has he done since he hasn't had any Hall of Fame players? Nothing. He's He's not even sniffing. He hasn't even won a playoff round in, I think, seven years. He hasn't made the playoffs in four years. What what are we doing with Belichick? We crush him because he makes the playoffs. You know, Popovich is he won twenty games this year. It's it's a joke. Well, first of all, you could argue that was the plan. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously the last two years worked. that was the plan. Yeah. The last two years, and, and, and obviously at this point worked out pretty well. Yeah, we say this all the time, right? There's there's a there's Tanking is not necessarily a terrible thing. There are times when it makes sense for organization to tank. Oh, Would you rather just have win 38 games aside. and be in the middle? But. All right, fine. Well, this year aside, what about the other, the last six years, seven years? Well, I mean, the last couple of years, last three years, they won 30-some games, right? Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Hasn't been great. It hasn't, hasn't been, been great. great. Hasn't been great. Yeah. Hasn't been great. So you, you believe that the, what, five championships it is? Yeah. 
five championships have little to nothing to do with Greg Popovich. I'm not, I don't say little to nothing. I'm just saying he's a little <laughs> overrated. I'm just saying. Well, just, you didn't say I'm little. Just, I'm just saying do something. You said with, quite overrated. Just do something with some other players other than a Hall of Famer. You know, give me something. Well, you know? Wait a minute now. Is, is Phil, some, is Phil Jackson like, overrated as a coach? Well, not as a, not as an executive, as a coach, is Phil Jackson overrated? Well, we don't we don't really know uh, either because he's he only, had he had Shaq and Kobe and he had Jordan and Pippen. No, exactly. <laughs> we we don't we don't, we were never really given the chance. That's well, but the, here's well, the, most legendary coaches have good players. And, and by the way, but like, what I'm saying, you know, given the chance, you see other times you look at someone like you know again Belichick, who's we're seeing what he's doing without having legendary players. He's making the playoffs, or he's getting right there, and he's still getting crushed. Someone like, again, in the NFL, Bill Parcells takes four different teams and keeps making them better. All right, two things here. I wouldn't say that we're crushing Belichick. He gets destroyed constantly. No, no he doesn't get destroyed. Well, first Ma- of all, Max does. Why, why does. When the owner comes out and says, yes, yeah, there ain't exactly. no lifetime achievement award, he's got to win and get things turned around, we're taking our cues off of that. So, exactly. I mean, it's not like we're crushing Belichick, but at the same time, it's hard to ignore the fact that his team is not being competitive nearly at the same level as it once was when Tom Brady was his quarterback. No, I, it's definitely not at the same level, but he, he's not at the, he's not as popular. They were level, awful last year, Bub, Bubs. The Patriots were awful last year. He had a defensive coordinator being the offensive coordinator. Well, I wouldn't recommend that. That was his I decision. Agree. That was his decision. His decision was Mac Jones, Bubba. <laughs> Mac Jones! Well, you know. I mean, here's the point. Belichick is the greatest football coach that we've ever seen. Yeah, he's no Parcells. <laughs> and he's no pop. I mean, Parcells is just doing it on multiple teams. His Par- Look at Parcells' coaching tree. Unbelievable. I, 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 Belichick's is horrific. That's, that's a win for Parcells. Parcells is, does it on multiple teams. Win for Parcells. Takes multiple teams to the Super Bowl. Win for Parcells. Takes multiple. Okay, he took multiple teams to the Super Bowl because he kept leaving organizations. Every team, every team he went to, he, he, well, he didn't take better. the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Easy, Colin. He just taking a shot at. I was more for Bubba. Yeah, but it took you. I caught a stray in there. You caught a stray. You happened to be there. He brings Canty in the NFL. Great move by Parcells. I would say that that's probably his best move in his 35 years of coaching. Wow, now you're putting a little bit on it. Good one. Yeah, good, one. good save. Yeah, thank you. All I'm saying is, let's get it together, Popovich. All right, you're a little, a little overrated. <laughs> well, right? I think I think he is going to get it together with Victor Webb and Yama. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And a great, great, what, what a shock! Great, what? Another Hall of Famer, yeah, Popovich can't but, get but, out of but it. But here's the thing: here's the thing. Just because you get the number one overall pick doesn't guarantee that that player is going to be successful. Right. Like the Spurs are one of two teams that have had the number one overall pick and drafted two guys, multiple guys, and both of those guys turned out to be Hall of Famers. That's, yeah. It's them and the Lakers when they had Worthy and Magic Johnson. So you got to give the organization some credit, and Greg Popovich is a big part of that. Hey, listen, Pop can have a very positive impact on Victor Webb and Yama and help develop them. Pop's not helping somebody like Kwame Brown. <laughs> it's not happening. So the point for you, Bubba, is simply this. you got to – it's all a combination, but I think for you to sell Popovich short is really just uh, – it's short-sighted on your part and an obvious bias that you have. That's all. Yeah, I'm again. I'm I'm not I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying I'd like to see a little more from him when he doesn't have the greatest players of all time. Obviously, he's a good coach. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but give me a little more than, you know, 
fifth, you know, fifth in the Southwest Division when you have some some bad players. Well, well hold on, just Bubs. Give me just, a little more. Just to throw something out there, give Bubs. Give me a little more. The 2014 Finals against the Miami Heat with Wade, Bosh, and LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. And think about that. That was Tim Duncan punching past his prime. Yeah. It was Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and 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 Kawhi Leonard on the upswing, like. Like that, that, from a talent standpoint, Kawhi the, Leonard wasn't the Kawhi Miami, Leonard yet. The Miami Heat had more, right. and, and and the San Antonio Spurs dispatched to them in what five six games. Mm-hmm. Still, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't feel like it was even competitive. It still four Hall of Famers. It doesn't fit the Bubba oh, narrative. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That's it. It doesn't fit the Bubba narrative. Here we go. I don't. They beat the Heat in five games. With a bunch of Hall of Famers. They beat the Heat in five games. They weren't Hall of Famers at that point in their career. They weren't. I'd like to see who was on his bench, who was really drawing up the plays. Uh, Canty and Carlin in for assistant Grinny. coaches. They probably the ones drawing up the plays. Becky Pop Hammond. was asleep. We are the show of record when it comes to I don't bitterness. think we want to be talking about Becky Hammond today. <laughs> she had a rough day Probably yesterday. should leave that alone. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Breaking news for the Memphis Grizzlies have suspended John Morant from all team activities after another Instagram Live video surfaced, apparently showing him with a handgun. It was easy to defend John Morant the first time. You're in a bad spot when you lose the benefit of the doubt. And I think he's lost that. You think? You think he's lost that? <laughs> Let's not waste any time. Here's Adam Silver on the latest John Morant video. I at least was left with the sense that he was taking this incredibly seriously. So, honestly, I was shocked when I saw this weekend that video. Now, we're in the process of investigating it, and we'll figure out exactly what happened to the best we can then. Video's a bit grainy and all that, but I'm assuming the worst, you know. And, uh, but we'll, fi- we'll figure out, you know, exactly what happened there. Yeah, listen, 
that, that, that was, ain't that, the video ain't that grainy. No, <laughs> this no, investigation it's not. shouldn't take that long. And that was him on NBA Countdown with Malika Andrews last night. Chris, yep. he shouldn't be shocked about a damn thing because yeah. that was at the time, and we called it out at the time, the quickest turnaround on that kind of an issue that popped up. And Adam Silver has, to his credit, become very close with the players. It feels like as much of a partnership as it can ever be, uh, more so now than it ever did uh, under David Stern or really under any other commissioner in any other sport, to me. But with that comes the need to be able to put your foot down and to deliver the proper punishment when it is called for. For John Morant, it was called for the first time around, and Adam Silver took it easy on him, and this is what happened. I'm not blaming him completely, but I am blaming him for not really lowering the hammer and just buying into the words. Yeah, Adam Silver's got to be accountable with this because the suspension, the discipline that he issued John Morant a few months ago didn't allow John Morant to sit in the gravity, the full weight of what had taken place, the incident itself. He violated the law. This guy is in a nightclub in Colorado with the gun. Forget about the NBA bylaws. He broke the law in the state of Colorado. Like, you're not supposed to, if you're an NBA player, you're traveling with the team, you're not supposed to have firearms. That's just a a league rule. It's a private business. That's how they operate. But the fact that this guy was in a public space playing with a gun like a toddler with a a, a toy on Christmas Day, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And what makes it even worse is that he puts it on social media. You know, we already have a gun violence issue in this country, and he perpetuates that. Let me take it a step further. As a black man, understanding that our community over-indexes when it comes to deaths from gun violence, it's frustrating when John Morant repeats this behavior. Because, again, it, it promotes something that we already have an issue dealing with. So, if I'm Adam Silver now, the fact that I had a conversation and he didn't heed the warnings, he ignored it completely, forgetting about the potential ramifications that would come along with it, I got to lay the hammer on John Morant, which is why I would be shocked if John Morant was not off the court for half the season in 2023-2024. I would be shocked if it's not a 40-plus game suspension. See in February at the very earliest. Yeah. You, you did a few more things, too. The, the number one thing he did wrong is exactly what you just detailed. The number two thing he did wrong was he basically threw the challenge out there for anyone to come at him and and test his toughness the way he's been acting. Yeah. I, I think that's where, that's an understated part of this, is that you are, in essence, continuing to show publicly how tough you are with guns. You're asking somebody, the wrong guy, to come after you. Well, that's a, here's the thing. If I'm Adam Silver, I, I'm, I'm not insensitive to that. No, no, but, no. But, 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 but with respect... That's a John Moran problem. Uh, no, that's exactly. A him, that's a him problem. No, that's, I'm, I'm looking at it from a macro standpoint. Like, what are the issues that this creates for the league? Well, and it's, the a da- that- and it's a dangerous precedent that John Moran sets and Adam Silver sets with the discipline that he initially levied on Ja, which is why he's got to come down hard. Another reason why Adam Silver has got to be tough on John Moran. If you're the commissioner of the NBA – You've already told a player once. You called him to your office. You told him this is a problem. If the player ignores you and does the same thing again, 
You've got to be heavy-handed. This is the point. You just embarrassed him. You thoroughly embarrassed exactly. the commissioner. That's it. And you basically said to the rest of the players, I don't take him seriously. That's what you did. It is a big middle finger that you just put up on social media to the NBA, to the commissioner. If you don't come down and hammer them, you're going to pay for that even more so in the longer term. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny up next. The Western Conference Finals and Jokic, the best player in the game. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.